Hello and welcome to this week's A Star to Steer Her By, a Star Trek podcast. This week we're discussing TOS episodes The Ultimate Computer and Bread and Circuses. As always, I am Ames, and I'm joined by Caitlin. Caitlin. Sorry. Oh my god. I jumped the gun. After last week, where you're talking about how you're going to keep people from talking over her, you talked over her introducing herself. I was trying to introduce you, too. You are a monster. Caitlin, tell us who you are. You can talk now. I'm Caitlin. (laughs) I'm Jake. And this is Chris. That I am getting this amount of shit when these two assholes talk over you at every turn. Good, good. You know what this is? This is fucking internalized misogyny. Thanks, Chris. It probably. How's is. it feel to be a white cisgendered heterosexual <coughs> motherfucker? Great. Good. It probably does. I'm glad to hear that. I'm sure it does feel good. Speaking of white cisgendered mo- motherfuckers, we met some, <laughs> met some great ones in these places. <laughs> that was unexpected. I like how especially how you said motherfuckers. Motherfuckers. <laughs> no, I'm I'm punchy today because I've been busy and napping, mostly napping. Busy napping. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's start with <clears throat> quick synopsis of the ultimate computer. The ultimate computer and the ultimate talking a computer to death, of course, because when there is a computer, that is what you have to do to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we meet Commodore Wesley, who is commanding a starship. Uh, a group of starships from the USS Lexington. He tells Kirk and crew that they're going to have the M5 Multitronic System, a revolutionary new computer that can control the entire ship and its tactile stuff and computer things, I guess, and essentially replace almost the entire crew. And they're going to play some war games with it. So they install this thing on on the Enterprise. Kirk is dubious and uncomfortable with the whole thing because he feels being replaced just makes him distraught. And McCoy kind of senses that. And Spock is interested because it's a computer and it has logic and Spock kind of falls in love with M5 a little bit. We play these war games and Enterprise wins. Yay, everyone's happy. M5 is doing what it's supposed to be doing. And Kirk is pissed because they make, they make fun of him a little. They call him Captain Dunsel and he walks away in a huff. Dunsel being a part with no u- useful purpose. So we're basically making Kirk obsolete if M5 continues doing its thing. But talk about the ultimate Freudian slip. He couldn't have meant to call him Captain Dunzel, right? His tone of voice, I think it was on purpose. What a cunt. Go on, Ames. Yeah, oof. But then M5 pulls a fucking boner and just... (laughs) I don't think that's a phrase, but it is now. You know, it, is. it actually it was. Is. It, it was. Yeah. yeah. Oh, have you? Okay, good. <laughs> Back in the day before, you know, everyone got clued in, a boner was a fuck up. There's actually this ah. whole old, like, inf- now infamous, otherwise harmless, like, <laughs> Batman comic. Oh, okay. Where the term boners gets thrown around a lot. Whoops. Uh, so I'll it- teach them to laugh at the Joker's boner. Yeah. Wow. Okay, that's kind of fantastic. Yeah, we have to put that shit up on the fucking page. That one was hilarious. real, right? That one wasn't... Yeah, no, it wasn't, like, hard dick or whatever that fake Iron Man thing was. That yeah, was- that, that was the fake one. That's you know what you thing. need? Solid dick. Solid dick. Yeah, yeah that's right. Joker's... I, yeah, anyway, sorry, go on. Back to the episode. So, pull 
pulling the ultimate boner, the ultimate computer just decides to blow up this freighter ship. This unmanned freighter that's passing by. He goes out of his way, blows up this ship. And they realize, huh, this is not right. Hey, uh, Dr. Daystrom, who is the inventor of the M5, also the inventor of various other computery things on the Enterprise, this, you know, genius boy wonder who thinks he's growing too old. Hey, what's up with this thing? He says, no, 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 let's, let's, let's let it keep going. It was probably supposed to do that. It's learning. It's just a, it's just a baby computer. He's got to adapt and learn and absorb his surroundings and blah, blah, blah. Suck at my teat. Yeah, ooh, he likes that. Um, <laughs> they try to unplug M5 and M5 decides to vaporize the, the ensign for no reason. And he's like, no, no, no. And Daystrom defends him more. No, he, it was a mistake. He got in the way. He's he's vaporized, but it's all right. And Kirk's pissed because he just murdered a fucking crewman. But what are you going to do? Uh, Can't cry over spilled milk, am I right? Yeah. All right. So as we continue flying around, we come up another another war, dra- war games drill with more ships. Cap- uh, Commodore Wesley's commanding his ships to do more drills. And M5... Goes fucking full power on him and just starts killing people. And they realize, oh shit, M5 is out of control. They can't communicate with Le- with Le- Wesley anymore because the communicators are down. Everything's down. He's like unpowering all kinds of shit around the ship. Sick bay's down and McCoy's just hanging out in the on the bridge with everybody, which is nice. You get to see more McCoy. That's nice. But Wesley wants the rest of Starfleet to just attack the Enterprise because clearly Kirk is out of control. Which is strange, because he knows M5 is in control, but whatever. Daystrom, on the edge of insanity, admits that he used his engram, so his, like, capacity to have, to, like, have memories and his personality and shit like that. He put that in M5 so that M5 could learn and make decisions and shit. So he tries to talk to M5 and make him release control of the ship. And fails miserably. Then Kirk tries and does the exact same thing. But wins, because he's Kirk. And that's what you do. He convinces computer, uh, the M5 computer, you're killing people. The penalty for killing people is death. Therefore, you should kill yourself. M5's like, yeah, okay. Turns himself off. Kirk plays dead in the water, like he did in that Romulan episode. Uh, What was that, Balance of Terror? Yeah. Yeah, he plays, plays dead until Wesley realizes, huh, maybe he's not gonna kill us now. Let's not destroy him. And then everybody lives happily ever after, except Daystrom has to go live in a fucking psych ward for the rest of his life. Along with, uh, you know... Van Gelder. <laughs> Van Gelder and his lookalike captain. And I know we're still introing this. Yeah? But, like, the reason why they had to play dead was because, for some reason, it was going to take shitloads of time to bring the communications set- system back up. Well, yeah, because M5 shut itself and all the systems <laughs> down, but didn't fully relinquish control. Because it wanted to get itself killed. And the only way to get itself killed was to let the Enterprise be destroyed. Fucking seriously? Yeah. Huh. Hmm. I missed a key element of this episode, apparently. And I wasn't asleep. I know I wasn't. Yeah. I feel like that was subtle and not terribly interesting. Plus, if this had been the fucking Romulan thing, like, everybody knows that Kirk played dead around the Romulan thing and then jumped up and, like, killed everybody because fucking Kirk. So, I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to move on. Talk about bread and circuses. I can't tell if I liked or hated Bread and Circuses, but it had some fun bits. Sure did. Let's start with... So we find the wreckage of the SS Beagle, which has been missing for six years. And they're above a planet. The planet, eventually we learn, I think, it may only be on the internet, but the name is Magna Roma. And 
as you do when you're orbiting a planet, you will start watching their TV. I know that's what I would do. I just tune into their Netflix and watch whatever their streaming is. Would you also chill? I can't chill. Okay, great. I don't chill. I am always on edge. Wouldn't the planet just be called Terra? Because that's what the Romans called it? Yeah, yeah. So we learned that this planet, because by watching its TV, this planet is another example of parallel development. But in this world, Rome, the, the Roman Empire, still exists. But it's in 20th century level of advancement. Yay! So they go down there to see what's going on. Because the Romans keep having these gladiator fights that they put on TV. And they want to find out where the people from the Beagle are. Because they realize as they're watching TV, one of them just got killed by gladiators on network television. Which is normal. That's a thing that is on TV these days. Well, I mean... If if you got The Apprentice, you can do that, right? You ever watch The Running Man? You ever see The Running Man? Running Man's fun. No, but I'm familiar with it. It's a fun movie. Yeah, it's a little like this episode, I think. It's a goofy-ass movie. It's one of those movies that that probably should have been a satire, but wasn't. Is a goofy-ass movie the third film in the Goofy Movie Trilogy? (laughs) It better be. Excellent. The one where, desperate to pay off his student loans, Max goes into porn. Oh... Actually, that might be okay. And what Goofy ends up? Dis- probably fucking PJ. Goofy discovers the third hole. I want to get back to the episode now. So on on the planet, we immediately get captured by the Children of the Sun, who are former slaves who still wear their slave outfits, apparently, because they love them so much. Actually, the They slave, look comfy. They look comfy, hey, and, they, and they really fucking showed off your thighs. Ooh. Fucking, when we meet Flavius, his thighs... Nice. So that's the fun bits you, you were talking you about. There, there's lots of fun bits. Of Flavius. His name kind of sounds like flavor. No. Taste. No. Jake is off the off the podcast now, everyone. Flavius. Thank God. It's about time. Yeah. Yeah. Type of coffee. Flavius. Wow, we're we're off track and we're not done we're not done with the synopses yet. Classic us. Yep. Sad. Uh <laughs> bigly. Bigly Tremendous. sad. All right, so we get captured by the Children of the Sun uh, and brought to Septimus, their peaceful leader who immediately takes Kirk and McCoy and Spock in as as friends. Until Kirk name drops, oh, we're looking for for friends from, from the Beagle who, who may have come here, all the while trying desperately not to break the Prime Directive, even though they totally did because they're fucking idiots. Mm. He name drops, oh, yeah, we're looking for Captain Merrick, Kirk's old friend. Kirk is friends with everyone. We yeah. get it. And they all, all the Children of the Sun look up you mean Mericus, the master of the gladiator games? Well, you guys are clearly imposters or some shit. But then they end up getting captured by, by the, the gladiator folk anyway and brought to Mericus. And Mericus is Kirk's old friend, R.M. Merrick, who doesn't seem to fucking care at all about fucking anything. And really, his proconsul Claudius Marcus is the one doing most stuff. They get, capture the three of them. They throw them in jail. They take... Flavius, the guy with the fucking fucking thighs, who was a runaway slave and put him back in his gladiator bits. And Marcus and Merrick try to convince Kirk to avoid breaking the prime directive. You have to bring everybody else on your ship down and make them just adapt to life down here. Whether that be getting killed in the games or just living otherwise in society. Which is dumb. Very dumb. Super dumb. dumb. Very fucking dumb. And Kirk, very rightly... 
fucking refuses. Thank you, Kirk. Thank you for doing one right thing. But for doing the right thing, they decide, okay, well, let's gonna, let's, let's have McCoy and Spock fight these gladiators to the death. Spock fucking holds his own, and actually the fight choreography was pretty great. Spock do does his thing. McCoy keeps alive somehow, mainly because I think Flavius, who he's matched up again, doesn't want to kill him. Mm. And Spock saves his ass too, and so Spock saves the both of them. And they get thrown back in jail instead of executed immediately. Kirk, as punishment, gets sent to, to a nice room with some nice looking snacks and a sexy woman who wants to bang him. So he does. <laughs> some nice looking snacks and also a tray of fruit. <laughs> <laughs> well, in his own words, they threw him some curves. I loved I that, that line. That was I good. loved that line. <clears throat> Meanwhile, in the prison cell. Oh, I love it. McCoy bats his eyes shyly at Spock, wets his lips a little. Spock, I've been meaning to tell you. Thank you so much for saving my ass out there. I know we have our, our fights. I'm, tr I'm blushing just thinking of this because it was so good. Oh, I know I know we have our disagreements, but I really do do admire you as a friend. Spock flexing his muscles, trying to open the bars of the prison cell. But some, that's illogical. oiled up <laughs> and shirtless. <laughs> I think you're remembering this slightly wrong. No, no, this is how it was. Go on, Ames. This is tell exactly him, how Tell him the rest of it. McCoy, that, that would be illogical. I was only doing the logical thing of keeping you alive. McCoy throws Spock against a wall and has his way with him. Basically. No, they have a, a very nice scene together. It was nice. I wish... <laughs> I said that shit while we were watching it. Oh. <laughs> did I not? Did. did I not? I you bet did. you did. I did. I bet you did. Well, it was a nice. It was a very nice scene. Yes. We'll talk about that. We will. It made me feel feels and other things in my panties. What? Basically. So Kirk banged Drusilla, but then is going to be, is brought out to be executed. Scotty, meanwhile, who's up on the Enterprise, not interfering because Prime Directive and Order Green and shit like that, decides. Well, I know I can't interfere, but I can still be an asshole. Let's do this shit. So he decides, I'm going to somehow make the Enterprise cause a blackout on their planet. Blackout occurs. Kirk doesn't get executed. Flavius gets killed because, whoops, sorry, awesome thighs. Kirk runs away, saves Spock and, and McCoy mid-bone. They, they run out, and just before they're about to be gunned down by gladiators, uh, Maricus throws him the communicator. Claudius kills Maricus. Kirk and Spock and McCoy get beamed away and leave. End scene. <laughs> End of show. Well, no. Not, not quite. quite. Not quite. Amen. Oh, yeah. Oh, a reveal. See, it would have been a really good episode if not for that bit, I thought. If it, well... It wasn't a there good There are some other bits. It wasn't a great episode. It was a good Spock-McCoy episode, and yes. not much else. And the way I describe this one, or my, my take on this, it's an episode that has a ton of potential. Mm -hmm. that was, it didn't have to be a parallel development. It was wasted. Nope. If it yes. wasn't parallel development, it would have been great. I even Or at I, least good. So, well, we should probably save this for... When we actually... He's, he's in nerd corner. He can't get out. He's trapped. Nerd corner. <laughs> yes, um, I would like to point out 
a fact in this episode. Um, so, well, if this planet developed in a parallel fashion to Earth and had Rome, and clearly the Roman god. <laughs> Does that mean that Apollo I and the other the gods visited this world? And if they did, was it 2,000 years later mm-hmm. than they visited Earth? I didn't even think of that. Because if so, I thought that the gods on Apollo's planet had ascended to Olympus or wherever yep. long before. Then how did they <coughs> appear on the planet Rome... Which should just be called Terra, mm-hmm. because that's what they would have called it. Yeah, yeah. I had the same thought. I was going to try to impress Did you guys you really? with remembering this thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I wrote, if the Greek gods were real on Earth, what are the Roman gods on Magna Roma? Mm-hmm. So, the parallel development would make sense, perhaps, if they were visited by the, the gods, by Apollo and, and company. So that's my take on it, perhaps. Well, let's talk about that more when we get to that episode, because I think I think we have we can mine that later mm. on for facts or lack of facts. Yes. Let's start with Ultimate Computer, though. Yeah. Yeah. Did you like computers? Did you like Ultimate Computer? I laughed so much. <laughs> like I can't even deal with it. Uh, the ultimate, this, the ultimate computer is a good episode. That's a classic. I was I wasn't terribly impressed by it. Oh shit! I think some of it I didn't care for Daystrom very much. I felt he wasn't very fleshed out. Daystrom being the doctor. Daystrom being the doctor who invented the computer. Well, and also he was obviously psycho, like almost immediately. I I didn't even get that. I he just had these dead eyes that either like a serial killer. Well, maybe I don't know. He's also way taller than Kirk. I said that. I mentioned that. Yeah. Like, because he spends so much of the episode on the second level, so you just think it's because of that. But then there's like one scene where they're both in engineering. Yeah. And he's like, Holy <laughs> wow. shit! You're like, you're like, you a head tower player. over Shatner. That must have pissed him off. Aww. It's probably why he spent most of the episode on the second level because Shatner was like, "Look here, we're gonna de-emphasize this hype thing. Get me Don Adams' box." <laughs> But no, I didn't think Daystrom went quite crazy enough. Like when, you know, McCoy's saying, oh, he's on the edge of a nervous breakdown. And he was just talking to the computer. He looked fine. Yeah, I think he started... He was no Van Gelder. He was no well, I think guy from a... last week. He started <laughs> already a little crazier. Like no one realized it, though, because he sort of... My thing was like his 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 delivery of everything was very theatrical. Really? To me, it seemed Maybe. like he like... I don't he know. definitely loved his computer, though. Oh, computer. Like Poor a son. M5. M5 was voiced by Doohan, too. Huh. Oh, really? Yep. Dude, James Doohan, get <coughs> around. Well, James Doohan was... I was reading something about Doohan this week. I don't remember why. But um, evidently, like, he was a career voice actor. Used to do, like, radio shit. Yeah, like, that's what he did. Ooh, and Star Trek was a rare, for him at the time, a rare live-action gig. <laughs> And he still got to do voices for it. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking through his page that included all of his other characters, and he's, like, fucking everything in <laughs> the animated series. Mm, that's funny. Like, I swear there were, like, 60 different characters. Wow. 
Damn. And I was like, they didn't even have that many episodes. It was that many freaking things. There were there were just, you know, there were some days where Shatner couldn't be fucked to show up. And it turns out <laughs> Dewan just does a really good Shatner. <laughs> if there's ever an episode of TAS, like, oh, I feel like Shatner's acting better in this one. It's actually Dewan. Well, that's, you know, that's why they don't they never got along was because at parties, Dewan would just do Shatner. And then Shatner got wind of it. And obviously that was the end of yeah. that friendship. It was, yeah. Tragic. <laughs> yeah. So this is like uh, another uh, machine taking over the ship, sort of. Yeah, it's yeah. very it's very modernist. It's very fear of um, machines taking people's jobs in the 1960s, because that was totally an era of literature and such. Yeah. It seems I mean, pretty relevant today. Since in the 60s, they were still using the steam engine. So <laughs> the thought that they could have foreseen the development of computers... Very impressive for them. James Doohan was a coal miner. <laughs> <laughs> was it this episode where I bitched about the tricorder, by the way? Why? Yes. Speaking of, uh, be, so speaking of like being able to imagine computers and whatever, what fucking annoyed me about this episode, for whatever reason, was at one point Kirk is like doing his captain's log, and he's doing it into a tricorder, which is, like, the size of one of these huge, like, old tape recorders. Mm. And I'm like, okay, we got warp drive, we've got dilithium crystals, we're gonna mix some matter and antimatter, there's gonna be black holes and shit, we've got all this fucking bullshit, and you guys could not have conceived of a fucking recording device that was smaller than a loaf of bread? Or, like, just talk to the computer that's already listening anyway? Yeah, like, I was so, like, bothered by that in this episode, and he probably has done it before, and it just didn't, like, get me, but this time I was like... I mean... They have all these fucking ideas, and they couldn't think of, like, you know, someday... Because, I mean, when I was in college, I had a recorder that was smaller than a fucking chocolate bar, and that was, you know, almost ten years ago now. Well, I feel like this is also one of the only times they've shown him recording his log... Like, normally it's just a voiceover. Mm-hmm. This time they're actually showing him, and I think it's probably what they did was they were like, oh, fuck, we wrote it this way, we planned it this way, but it never occurred to us that we don't know how he records it. So they just went, what do we have in the props room? Someone grabbed a tricorder and they went, okay. Mm. Mm. We did get to see all the props and engineering again. Those weird, yep. those weird like, that big handheld thing that looks like I don't need, I can't even describe it. The fundundulator. It. Sure. Or whatever yeah. we called it in that episode. Yeah, with the antennas and the yeah. sprockets. It sprockets. does everything, though. It does. It does. You just hold it up to the wall and the wall with response. Mm-hmm. And it's Julian's fries. I was thinking Ooh. that also. I'm really glad you said that. Cause Make an awesome blossom out of that. Set it and forget it. <laughs> <laughs> Four uh, chickens, ten trout. That, that's the thing <laughs> they don't tell you is that, like, Somewhere on the Enterprise, there is at least one component that was designed by Ron Popeil. I'm pretty sure Ron Popeil actually invents the replicator. Who's Ron Popeil? That wouldn't surprise me. Set it and forget it, guy. He's the guy that he he has. Is that for crockpots? What is that? No, it's this like super oven, like infrared. Blur blur blur. Yeah, it's like a rotisserie. Yeah, so like it has a basket, and or like you either can have a basket, which is what they use for the fish, or it has like four rods that you can like stick like a chicken on, Hmm. and it like 
rotates and the fat kind of drips off, so it's supposed to be healthy. Ooh, but, like, but again, it also it also cooks way faster than a regular rotisserie for reasons I don't know. We are. Let's we'll, we'll set it and forget it. We'll, I'll, I'll take like, five. Feels not, like, that's not even what he's famous for. Because, What's he famous for? Because he's got, that's he's, what I know he's got him for. Thousands of products. Yeah, it just that was the like, one. That he invented. You know the spray on toupee. That's him. That's him. The pocket fisherman. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. The pocket fisherman. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Yeah, it's fucking code for masturbation. Like, what do you mean? (laughs) I think it was like a collapsible fishing rod or something. A collapsible pocket pussy for when you want to masturbate. Like, while you're fishing, Whoa. because... But yeah, like, no, he, he has a bunch of patents. He he actually, he, what else has he done? He appears as his own head in an episode of Futurama. Stop. At some sort of inventor's awards. That's amazing. Yeah. But anyway, anyway what, what, no, what else did he have? I, I need to know. It's he had, like, important. a pasta maker, I remember. Like, what are you getting upset about? This is very bunch, interesting. A bunch of kitchen appliances. <laughs> oh, no, don't look it yeah, up. Yeah, I'll look it up later. We'll, we'll look it up later. We'll do a 10 forward on Ron Popeil. Oh, God. It'll be great. That would be awesome. Can we get one of those set it and forget it machines? I don't know if they still make them. Probably not. We barely have any room on counter as We need some. We're going to make four chickens, ten trouts, a whole motherfucking roast. Set it and forget it. Anyway. The Chop-O-Matic. No. No. The Dial-O-Matic. Oh, my God. Stop. Is this real? The Popeil Pocket Fisherman. Speaking of invented. small fishing pole. Mr. Microphone! He meant it, Mr. Microphone! What the hell? No, I'm not That's asking. from Simpsons. Did oh. he make Mr. Coffee as well? No. I will walk out. Please hey, don't. Hey, good looking. Please. We'll catch you. On then I'll be outnumbered. <laughs> it's true. This would turn into a fucking right circus if I Inside the shell egg scrambler? <laughs> That's just called shaking the egg. Anyway. Jake, put it away, please. No, it makes a little hole in the top. So, this episode... Be a good child. Ames, right? Yes. I'm not entirely clear what my opinion on it was. Yeah, I'm the same Like, it wasn't bad, and certainly it is automatically the best episode ever because, holy shit, they said the title. They did. Of of our podcast? Yes. Not the title of their show. No. But our show. No, no one says the episode of their show until uh, First Contact. (laughs) But they said our title, and I was very excited. Um, How excited were you? Yeah, pretty excited. Okay. We had to pause and listen to it a second time. Did you? I'm sorry. It did happen, didn't it? Do you recall? Well, because we were talking over Kirk's emotional speech, and I didn't want to miss that gushing well of Shatner delivery. Don't hurt yourself, Walter. Yeah, that was a... That was a granted, I, I give way more props, or way, way more credit to McCoy's eyebrows in this episode. He did some great eyebrow acting. The arch, and then the down. And the arch, and then the down. He oh, must God. do... I was gonna say, he must do, like, crunches with those yeah. things. Yeah! You gotta work that shit. They, they Eye had a, kegels. They Is had it, a personality of their own Was this, this... One of the two episodes... He did like the world's greatest eye roll. Was was it Aww. this one or Bread and Circus? I don't know. What I think it was this though. one, wasn't it? Yeah, I forget. Let me. I may have taken a note about it actually, <laughs> so I because I don't remember. Let what, me just check my notes. What the reasoning was, or if I just noted, hey, Ew. yeah, there, there's just a note that says best eye roll ever, but I don't say why. So it was uh-huh. this episode at one point because Spock said something, and he was like, "Oh, you would want to bone a computer." Yeah, Spock changed his tune pretty quickly about yeah, he's, M5. I, I, like, and it, it, I think it's because they were saying, like, M5 started showing, like, human-like judgment calls and stuff, which I don't even get, because I thought most of M5's judgments were were still pretty, like, logical and rational. Like, oh, let's send that, let's destroy the pre- freighter, because why the fuck not? Not because I'm throwing a temper tantrum. But. Speaking of, this is only partially related, what was the freighter in your version? 
The name of it? No, no, like, what did it look like? Oh, I don't remember. It looked like a, like a dumpster with a warp engine. It was called the Woden. So, in hours, because <coughs> we were watching the original version, they literally just trotted out the Botany Bay model again. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Chris, I don't think it was the same Chris model. started reacting to it, and I was like, what? It looks like oh, kind of like a shock. I don't even know. They didn't even, like, turn it upside down or something. Mm. It Chris was, was like, literally the just the Botany Bay. No, they used a different, a different shift design. Mm. Yeah, like, I, I, it was just so weird, because Spock was all, like, enamored with the computer. Then yeah. at one point, suddenly, he's just like, oh, no, I mean, I think it's great, but I still think it's stupid to use it. And it's like, oh, you could have made that plane earlier. I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah. It is stupid to use it. It was stupid that they had this whole shebang, and we're like, oh yeah, we're going to test this thing. We're going to have most of your crew off, because it should be able to run without them. It's like, right, what but what humans it... are Kirk going to bang now? Well, not only that, but like, if it does not work, you know, like, for all they knew, it was going to, if, let's say it had not worked, but just not, not worked in a different way. Like, it hadn't gone homicidal or whatever, it just just didn't work, you know? Made your coffee too cold. Yeah, or just couldn't fly the ship or do that's anything like that. That's why they still need Rand. Yeah. But that's why they need people. It's like, if it hadn't Phases worked, but also hadn't gone crazy, how were they going to, like, run anything, you know? Their whole thing is like, we don't have enough men to run the ship here. It's like, well, because the M5 will do it. And if it doesn't... No one objects to this. Not the <laughs> Commodore... Not Daystrom, of course, because he's convinced it's going to be fine. But not even Spock, who should be going, logically, there's no reason for people not to just be chilling out here in case things don't work. Mm-hmm. It also just seems like it would make sense in any war game scenario that you would physically disable the lethal functions of the ship's weapons. Yeah, just make it so it couldn't. Yeah. But couldn't he have turned them back on? I'm not like, unplugged no. the fucking thing. Yeah, like, actually just swapped out... He would have just made some kind of weird disintegration yeah, he was, he was able to, again. He was full Scotty. M5 is ge- a genius. Yeah. That was that was a nice little gambit he did there, though. Sending them down the... The rabbit hole Jeffrey's tube? No, no, no. What was... There was... There was another reference. Wild, wild, wild oh, goose chase. Yeah, but it wasn't. It was like it was like wa- uh, chasing a wild fowl or yeah. Wild it was an- like another instance. wild aquatic fowl. That's it. Where Spock suddenly didn't know idiom. But he's but he's done that before. That's he the has, second yeah. time they did that with that exact same. Yeah, it was phrase. unnecessary. But um, yeah, I gotta give the M five some credit there though. Can't yeah, no, it was, it was a good scheme. I, I love too. Daystrom was like, I didn't give it that force field. True, but clearly you gave it the ability to. Evolve, so great. Good thinking, D. Back to the Spock thing. Mm. Did Spock start thinking it was bad after they found out that what's his name had used his imprint? No, no, it was like I, I mean, he didn't, I don't know when he. It was early on where he was just like admitting to Kirk that he didn't necessarily think replacing people with the computer was a good idea. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't you, that you, early. You need, I feel you, like it was halfway through the app. I'm sorry, go on. You need one guy. Thank you, Caitlin. Sorry. You need, you know, one guy in charge who you actually trust and had, and have loyalty to was his thing. Yeah, yeah, which... Like, like the ship requires the crew to be loyal to it, and you can't be loyal to a computer because a computer doesn't have judgment. Right, right, that's what it was. But I think that was still before M5 had really started to do anything worrying. Meanwhile, Data's in the corner crying. I love you, Data. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, he hasn't. Just that type of... His emotion chip hasn't been installed yet. Oh, mm. puppy. Yeah, it's interesting, you know, so obviously Daystrom has had a storied career having invented duotronic technology. Neat. Which is one better than electronic, I imagine. Probably. 
I mean, exactly. it's a duo of it. <laughs> um, Twice as much electronics. So he invented duotronics, and then this was the multitronic. Mm-hmm. It's more than two trons. Um, <laughs> Hix. The first Tron was good. The second Tron, not so much. I haven't much. seen the second Tron. Legacy You're not missing Tron. much. Le- yeah, Tron Legacy is not great. Mm. Heard it's got a good soundtrack. It, a great soundtrack, good. yeah. And Jeff Bridges is all like, I'm going to knock on the sky and listen to the sounds. So I think he actually just was high for the whole <laughs> film, probably. Fair enough. So actually, this, this had me wondering, and Jake or Ames, you might remember. Wasn't part of the point of Voyager's computer that it had neural gel packs or something cause, so that it could actually make sort of logical leaps in a way a person could but a computer couldn't wasn't that a whole thing I thought that I see I thought that that whole gel pack thing was more just like the next step in technology Yeah it was but I thought part of the idea was it was it worked more like a brain than a processor I did like the comment in this episode that, you know, they, they keep uh, McCoy on board and everything, and they, they make a point to say, well, the one thing that a computer can't replace is the ship's chief medical officer and their chief surgeon and everything. And yet, you know, when time passes and stuff and you get to Voyager, you get a hologram doctor. Yeah. yeah. Actually, but related to that, and actually from this episode, yeah, can't replace the, the ship's physician, but doesn't think to send any medical personnel on the away team. Well, maybe you thought that it was going to be a safe trip. That's stupid. <laughs> No, like, I mean, I can, don't get me wrong. If it wanted to be like, look, I don't want to send the chief medical officer because what are you Were there stupid? any other medical officers on board? It was like a crew of 20 that's by the time true. they stripped it down. But, that's what, but like, it was probably basing it on the full yeah, compliment. Because I'm sure they didn't the keep the chief geologist. Geologist, yeah, that that's motherfucker true. wasn't there. That's true. But either way, so I could see like, so yeah, like, it makes <laughs> that sense. That person hadn't even been on the ship for like nine months and nobody noticed. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's funny to see that like, the Enterprise has a chief geologist <laughs> but also other geologists. Yeah. Like, a whole geology Team. There's just a whole room full of rocks on the Enterprise. I mean, like, Listen, they I loved could, Horda, and that was it. Like, like oh my god, Horda! I understand how, like, the Enterprise D would probably have a whole geology department. You know, they have a fucking cetacean research wing <laughs> on the D. But, like, the Enterprise, the original, the original Enterprise has got a crew of 400. Yeah. And, like, a lot of them have to be dedicated to operating the ship. Yeah, it's true. Here's the thing. They've been to planets where there are exploding rocks. I think after that, I would want at least yeah, one geologist. Yeah, I guess like and actually, exploration. Yeah, but I'd say like one geologist makes sense. A team. What if think. someone? What if the chief? Maybe it's the chief geologist and the assistant to the chief geologist, and it's just in case one of them dies. Well, okay. the other thing is when you think about how many episodes on this series have been about trying to get mineral deposits. That's true. It sometimes feels like the Enterprise's the main mission isn't actually exploration; it's mining. They're prospecting. Yeah, yeah. really. Well. I mean, that seems in line with human beings, like yeah, but not a post scarcity. Even the society. even the freighter was like hauling ore. <coughs> yeah, they were obsessed with ore in the original you, series. You can't, but it can't be post scarcity if you there are things out there that you don't know exist. Mm. They don't have any explodey rock. It's true. Explodey rock. But yeah, so either way, like it just to me, the first sign that something was wrong with M five was was like I get yeah. Don't send Kirk. It's stupid. That was a Kirk good idea. Yeah. shouldn't be on away missions all the time. Even though he's sad about it because he wants to go on adventures right. with his buddies. But it, he is non-essential to the away team. He's essential to the fucking ship. And again, if you want to say, all right, don't send your chief medical officer, but send at least... A nurse. Someone with I mean, medical I'm experience. Sure, I'm sure a lot of them, like, know CPR and have had, you know, at least was, at least base level medical I was experience. thinking that. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm sure Spock does. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of the security staff... Are like also 
what we would say certified as an EMT. But still, I mean, it's supposed to be using all this knowledge. Shortly it's read all the databanks and goes, Jesus Christ, shit goes wrong on planets a lot with these assholes. I should probably (laughs) just send all the doctors and, I don't know, a fuckload of armor. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, their nice little jersey costumes aren't very phaser resistant, are they? No, no. The thing that I thought was kind of funny was that even though this whole episode was like, it's the ultimate computer, and we're building up all this tension, the talking to death scene was super quick. Yeah, I was disappointed. I was hoping for it a was, bigger talk to death. It Me was too. an entire rehash of what Daystrom had just said, which I thought was very odd. Well, yeah. Like, Daystrom said almost every single thing that Kirk said, or, or said, you know, the same kind of things that would, like... Make him think, oh, I've done wrong. Oh, I've killed people. That is not part of my my programming. I should stop doing that. But no, it was like it it needed Kirk's enthusiasm and charisma and Kirk pants. has authority. Yeah. Kirk was meaner about it. Oh. Daystrom was like, no, no, M five, my precious baby, what are you doing? Kirk is like, you've killed. What's the punishment for murder, you fucking bastard? Give M5 a spanking. I would like to raise him. Wow, he's back already. Two in one episode. Yes. The (laughs) Kirk says that the punishment, or Kirk gets the M5 to say that the punishment for murder is death. But we know know that there is only one crime that is punishable by death. Going to Talos. And that is going to Talos! (laughs) Yep. All other death penalties have been stricken from the books. Yep. Mm. That's true. M5 should have known that! Should have. Yeah. Should have. Wow. You got a point. That's That's why Spock doesn't go by the M5 anymore. Yeah. Mm. Clearly does not know Starfleet law. Yeah. No, those are important regulations. Wow. Now, Daystrom, though. Obviously, as I was saying, he had a storied career. Boy genius. Invented duotronics. Yeah, at yeah. age, like, what, 24? Invented multitronics. Yeah. It's basically an Alexander the Great scenario. But here's the thing. Militronics. He clearly now is going to end his career in disgrace, I would expect. Going nuts. Insane, yeah. And having his creation murder hundreds of people. Mm-hmm. Nah, they're probably much more understanding about mental illness in the future. I think I know where you're going with this. Well, Keep they, going They with name it. a bunch of shit after them. Yes, that's where I thought you were they going with this. They name a bunch of shit after them. Like the Cybernetics Institute that they want to dissect data in, in TNG is the Daystrom Institute. Hmm. Um, maybe, they, maybe they shoved it all under the rug. Yeah, Maybe they just a hid, huge hid M5. Like they hid the fucking Talosians, which is why, yeah. you know, it's murder. You know, it's, the sentence is murder if you go to Talos. If you bring up Daystrom, you get fucking offed. Mm. Wow. Well, if you bring up the... Uh, the M5? The M5 issue, yeah. You're so right, too, though. They probably would have. It's probably one of those, like, how cops stand up for cops thing. What's that called? Cops. Yeah. <laughs> bad boy. Police bad brutality? Boy. No. What you gonna do? No, but you know code that, of silence. that's something. Yeah, that doesn't. That's not what I was thinking. That, that's usually criminals. The code of silence. I think it applies. Well, cops. Any any sort of fraternal thing. You know? Yeah, it's like brother or something. Something yeah. brotherhood. Brotherhood of silence. Brotherhood. Of, that's it. Brotherhood of mutants. We're in a brotherhood. Yeah, of yeah. Matt. Wow, more singing. That happened. He's almost uh, certainly. The, you're quite right. They must have just 
Brush yeah. it under a carpet, put him into rehab or whatnot. Well, it's also, I mean, you know, what? what's TNG? 130 <clears throat> years later? Not that much later. It's 80 years after the Enterprise B. Because okay. I remember that from Generations. Okay. McCoy is still alive and kicking. Yeah, he's about 120, I think they say. Yeah. So it's good to be, be like... and fuck me 20? Uh, actually, according to the books, he lives to almost 130. They all, everybody lives fuck a lot that. I don't want that. Well, I mean, he he was doing pretty good. Yeah, he was, he was looking good. Got a nice silver shirt. Don't I worry. like that you're like saying, "Oh, it was 80 years after the Enterprise B," but ironically, you're not using your big nerd voice for that. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, I mean, I don't know. I, the thing is, I feel like it's one of those things where it's given enough time. At the end of the day, people will like try to remember the good of someone who's. Bad was unintentional. I mean, look at how many people who did intentionally bad things that we name buildings after. Well, but here, but look at this. Like, I was reading about a guy recently, Fritz. Yeah, Fritz Haber. I think we talked about him before. Yeah, the architect? Did. No, he was a uh, a chemist. But he invented artificial fertilizer. Mm-hmm. And oh, but it was used for... Well, then he... then So that was his good contribution. Yeah. And then he fed, went on to it fed all of Germany. Mustard gas. Right. Oh, that's right. And Zyklon gas. Whoops. And... Well, here's the thing. Like, time... It's... Time will do that, though. In, I think, like, in terms of, like, changing someone's perception of, like, you're good or bad. Because uh, someone in Starfleet thought that Nazism was a really great... That's because they true. were so efficient. He's not like, he's not like, hmm, what are the Nazis known for? Uh, murdered, you know, six million people or more, way more than that, right? Six million, six million Jews, Jews, four million. Yeah, so like. Of everyone else. Millions of fucking people. He's not like, uh, what, what does he think of Hitler? He's like, you know, uh, what do I know about Hitler? Uh, he was a, he was a watercolor artist. It was pretty good. Like, yeah, I'm just saying that. Well, keep in mind, like, they. They'd since had the eugenics wars as well. Mm. I mean, yeah, but how many hundreds of years from now was Khan just, you know, a misunderstood, you know? Actually, it's not even. It's now. It's in this show. They're like, oh, yeah, but he was was a bad motherfucker. Yeah, he killed the shit out of everybody, but, man, he was great. You can't help thinking he was pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, Daystrom in his defense. Daystrom in his defense didn't mean to have his computer turn into a murder bot. Yeah. So even if they didn't cover it up, and I, I mean, I don't know if I'd believe there's necessarily a full cover-up, because, I mean, an entire ship's crew was killed. Yeah. You know, they could but, have been like, oh, it was, it, they, it was a training accident, because that's, well, that's really what it was. Well, that's what I was about to say. Like, I'm sure they downplayed the involvement of the N5. Mm. They forgot to unplug the phasers. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They put a burrito in the microwave and no aluminum foil at the time. <laughs> uh, this is why you need Yeoman Rand. Yeah, she's the only one that knows how to work the microwave. This is one of the few episodes that we've seen where the the gang's all there. No, Sula wasn't there. Sula was there. Was he? Yes, he was. was. I'm thinking of the next episode. He and and Pav were were joking the whole time. Well, well, we don't have control yet. Hey, we have control now. Isn't that great? Like usually, there's at least one person missing. Yeah. This time, everyone everyone was there. Yeah. Except for um, Nurse Chapel. Nurse Chapel, and she didn't even get to do the voice of the computer. No, that's true. The M5. Because it was doing. Harumph. Based on Dyson's engrams. I kind of like the episode, though. I like, yeah, I do I too. Like it. I feel like it could have, it could have had an extra. Wait, punch. did you say Dyson's engrams? Uh, Daystrom, I keep doing. that. I was doing that too, Miles Dyson. Yeah, and it's we... not because they're both black; it's because they're both like cyberneticists. Wait, Miles of Dyson is. is. Miles Dyson. Chris... Oh, sorry, I was thinking of the Australian vacuum inventor. 
No, that's... <laughs> Wait, you mean those fantastic bagless vacuum oh, cleaners? With the cyclones? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, sorry, Miles, right, Five he's from chickens. what, Terminator? <laughs> no, see, Five I was... in a vacuum. I was thinking of the vacuum guys. <laughs> Australian. Like, why are there two... Guys, they also have those great fans with no blades. Have you seen the hand dryers? The blades? Yes! Those are the best! But yeah, isn't it interesting that in science fiction, there are two black cyberneticists I would imagine the Terminator Dyson maybe was a nod to the Star Trek maybe. Dyson. But it's not his name isn't Dyson, it's Daystrom. Right! I keep doing that. Isn't exactly. It, it, Fuck. Isn't it interesting how southern Los Angeles looks nothing like England? No, that southern England looks nothing like Los Angeles? What is it? In? I don't know. Isn't so, it isn't it also interesting how Rome looks nothing like Hollywood? <laughs> isn't it also interesting how we're completely incapable of staying isn't on Isn't it interesting for more how than five Rome evidently time? looks like MIT? Yep, I noticed <laughs> they that. used footage of MIT. That was so And funny. if you actually I mean I, I know they couldn't have done it back in the day, but even an hour ver- well then again I suppose that section must have looked shitty even on Netflix because yeah, that they, they couldn't really remaster because that was already. They could have just sent a crew out and just filmed the <laughs> front of MIT. For but it. even in the old shitty footage, when you paused it, you could even kind of make out the word Massachusetts mm. Institute of Technology. Uh, the one thing that I was really grateful for in this episode was when they first show the like gladiator shit happening, and they show that terrible backdrop of the columns, and I was like, "Are you fucking shitting me?" Is this really what they did? And then they take you to it, and it's supposed to look like a backdrop. And I was like, oh, thank God. How meta meta of them. Well, you know, also, though, probably because they literally couldn't make it look better. So they're Mm. like, okay, let's make it look like it was intentional that this looks like shit. They spent so much time on the little, like, applause dials and shit. Like, close-ups of the, turn up the booze, turn up the What I loved, it was like... the fighting lasted for three and a half hours, The fight was way too long. Too much. Which one? The the Spock The big one, yeah. And Flavius and McCoy. I thought it was better though. I thought it was a better fight. It was better choreographed, but I was still like partway through. I was like, is this still (laughs) happening? We're millennials. We don't have time. What I love too, though, about the sound effects booth was the fact that when they showed it from the front, just for the sake of the audience, it said sound effects on it. Nice. Like, just in case people didn't pick up on the fact that because that guy was twiddling dials that were labeled as sound effects about louder and quieter, Mm. like, they really thought the audience was fucking thick. Okay, let's talk about... Okay, see, here's the problem. Everything. With, what, with what, the meta part? Here's, here's, no, here's the problem Corner. with this episode. Oh, in, I still have problems with and, the meta part. And, so. and parallel developments Wait, when general. did we move on to this episode? When we talked about Rome. All right, go we on. I, I seamlessly segued us in. Yeah. So seamlessly, you didn't even realize. I was trying to talk about T2. Yeah. I'm talking about T2. I mean, uh, I, I think part I'm of the talking t- about Shaq. To apologize to our, our audience for the sort of sudden shift, I mean, I don't know about anyone else, but I feel like with... It was weird with Ultimate Computer because not a ton actually happened in that hour, and I feel like the escalation was poorly paced. I sure. thought it was a good episode. It was a good story. A good computer takes over the ship story. Mm. A good a good Kirk having an existential yeah, crisis. Yeah, I like that. I think that was DC Fontana's doing. It was adding that, that Kirk feeling yeah. like he's becoming obsolete factor that was otherwise a, an episode all about, look how computers do. Mm. A good episode of Bones pushing his alcoholism to fix other people's problems. Oh, I forgot about that. That was oh, great. Oh, Bones. Bread Love and booze. Uh, but yes, anywho, bread and bread and... So what is, what is your issue oh, with yeah, parallel, so, yeah, development parallel development and other right, shit? Right, because it's like, it <clears throat> invites... 
nitpicking. It does. Mm. And like that's what that doing any kind of parallel development, especially when it's so explicit as it was in this episode. Yes. It's like they this still, is Earth. They but, speak English. They point out specifically, oh, they're speaking right. English. Why exactly? That's a nitpick. Why like you could just be like they don't speak English. The translators are translating. Yeah. As they do on every other planet. Oh, but, no, but they then they wouldn't to... have the pun, the sun sun pun. Right. That's, that's true. why. Um, You're right. But that's like, upsetting, but, but it's why would why. Romans ever... Why would English even have developed no, as a Latin language? would have been the language. Latin or Greek, sure. you know? Something that existed yeah. at the time. Yeah. Well, even if... I mean, it, you know, 2,000 years, the language would have evolved. Well, yeah, it but it would not have Latin evolved anymore. into English. The English. reason English exists is because of the English! But there won't have been English! There won't have been Angles! There wouldn't have been Saxons. They wouldn't have... Because Rome... First of all, the geography is different. Yep. The geography is different. How do you have There Rome? is no England. Yeah. There's no England. No. There's, there's none of this. Nope. This is basically as mad as I was the other night. When like, we they could it. have done... They could have even done... And I would have been less pissed off if they had done a fucking Miri planet that looked like Earth. Because then I could at least buy yeah, sure. the parallel development thing. I don't know. The God thing was weird, though. Well, so that... Oh, the God thing. That fucking... So here's the thing, right? So I'm sitting there, and my my sort of thought process... Don't get me started on the God thing. My thought process... And and Caitlin had to sit there and listen to me say this. It's like, all right, all right. Ship's been missing. It's been six years. There's this guy, Merrick. Maybe it's cultural contamination. And then I would have been happy. You know, because it sounds like that's kind of what they were saying about four. Yeah, but that's, oh no, that's just a fucking Hitler planet all over again. <laughs> I was gonna say, not to mention gangster planet too. Yeah, but like, I mean, oh no, someone left this Roman history book here. At Whoops. the end of the day, I prefer cultural contamination because even if it's repetitive, it's better than like. <sighs> See, like, I was confused. What? I was confused by the the cultural contamination of this world that that America can go down and realize, oh no, we're on this world. If we do anything. We, we will, you know, or like break the prime directive. Therefore, we just have to become part of their world. I don't get it. I don't get why they can't just leave. Why don't they just fucking leave? Well, you should just fucking leave! They, they did say, like, part of it was that the proconsul there is, is horrified of anyone potentially ever showing up and deciding they don't give a fuck about the prime directive. Because mm. that'll ruin their little planet. Like, that was sort of a lost comment in a conversation. Like, yeah, they were, I was very lost in that. I, I, they, they were like, like why America we can't go back and tell it? anyone about this planet because then they'll know that it exists. I don't understand yeah, it. I, I don't, don't get fucking, it. I really don't get it. Merrick just randomly change his name to sound more Romany? Well, so he'd blend in. I'm, I'm Merrick. Yes. Uh, you know, I so we're watching so creative. it, and they get there, and they're like, "Oh yes, like the gladiatorial games are ancient past." It's like, "Oh no, it's parallel development, not cultural contamination." Suck. And then they beam down, and and again, I don't think I ever saw this one before. Mm. Like I'd seen still, so I was familiar with that there was a Roman planet episode. But they get there, and you know, oh, where's the followers of the sun? And I paused it and turned to Kaylin and went, "I will bet my last fucking dollar it's S O N and not S U N." Yeah, Chris was well onto it right away. And like, and then it just—they did that. They didn't fucking commit to it. No. And people totally worship the fucking sun. They did. That's what I said. Well, I think what they're well. I mean, yes, even though they're an advanced uh, society, but these are fucking people who like left the city, are living in caves, and are basically cultists. Mm. Yeah, in fact, cultists would love to worship the sun. Romans, fucking Jupiter Eight. 
Saturnalia mm. is the fucking Roman holiday upon which Christmas is based. Mm. And Saturnalia is a fucking sun worshipping. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a pagan ritual. Yeah, it's a fucking pagan sun worshiping holiday where they worship the undying sun because it happens on the on the uh, winter solstice, and that's how you know that the sun isn't going to die because the days start getting longer. So you celebrate with Saturnalia anyway. So yes, the Romans were sun worshippers. Those fuckers. Yeah. Mm. Um, so you know what else too was like, I think what bothered me most is I just wanted to hate this episode because I despise with every ounce of my being the setup. I have decided that I will no longer tele- tolerate parallel development. Between Ignamista and this fucking bullshit. Like, Even I, Mary. I, I, Mary. Well, that one, it's a little vague what their culture was, though, so I Mary give them a Mary is break. not even parallel development. Mary is, is just a, like... Garbage. A, a planet that looks like Earth It's It's by a planet accident. that... It's a Which duplicate I'll give Earth. It's a I duplicate will, Earth. That's oh, yeah, I'm that was saying. a full duplicate. I forgot about that. That's stupid, too. But I'll give them... It looks a lot like Earth. We talked about this fucking last week or whatever with Omega Glory, but I'll give them that. I'll give them having to recycle costumes and backlot sets and shrugging and going, well, it's kind of like Earth, but out and out parallel development, automatically you lose like 50 points. Good day. Out of 100. And, uh, well, because that way you literally cannot get to a passing mark if you've already lost 50 of 100. (laughs) I don't know, unless you add a scene like the one between Bones and Spock, which is definitely worth bonus points. Oh, so good. So we'll get that. Because I'm still mad at this episode. So I wanted to despise it entirely. But then the problem is, I loved the pro console. He was a wonderful, smarmy little Mm -hmm. fuck. You know, he played that so well. He did. There's... I hated Merrickus. Merrickus was just bland to me. Merrick, I'll give them credit for subverting my expectations. But yeah, yeah he was kind of boring. I didn't, I, like, I couldn't understand, like, why... His motivation what? made no yeah, sense. Yeah, what was, what was he He was he just a victim of circumstance. Uh. He was a little bitch, and he kept getting told to his face by the brew council that yeah. he was a little bitch. And he never argued, proving no. that he is a little bitch. But then at the end, he does sacrifice himself knowingly. Because even when is he, he know it, does he know that he'll get killed? He says three to beam up. Oh, uh, you're right. He could have said four. He wasn't trying to get himself out of there. At he two. was just trying to get Kirk, Spock, and McCoy out of there. Oh, that's that's nice then. It's really subtle, but yeah, he, I didn't think of that. He specifically calls for three. He had no intention of going back. No, he just thought that Spock would get killed. Or, <laughs> no, yeah, so McCoy would have gotten killed. The pro console was great. Everybody. The scene in the prison is. So the scene in the prison, we might as well get to it. Yay! On the one That's hand, it. in isolation, is amazing. Yeah. It is some that, of the they best... They have the best character development and the, and the best relationship it's some in of television, the best maybe. acting they've, I've ever seen in the show. I don't know if they'll ever do a scene this well ever again. It's very... They being Nimoy and DeForest Kelly, or they being... Star Wars. Everybody. <laughs> Everybody from the original series. I don't know, Data and his cat. Well, that's why I said the original series. I will say right now that if we see a better scene anywhere in TOS or the TOS movies, I'll be surprised. Mm. You know, it's... But would you eat your hat? No. It's beautifully constructed. You can see the power dynamic shifting back and forth. You know, the, the, the acting itself, you know, there's some very wonderful subtle expressions and all this. The problem, though, is that out of isolation, it feels a little unearned. I don't know about that. Like, I feel like maybe, I mean, if you look at it as an argument that's been a long time coming. Yeah, I mean, there's even mentioned, there's mentioned at the top when I think, 
Merrick or Septimus, one of them is watching the two of them fight, and he asks, you know, are, are the two of them enemies? And Kirk says, well, I'm not sure that they're sure. Right. I mean, they do try to I set think, it up a little, but yeah. they, they feel a little too angry at one another all of a sudden. How much can you fit in an hour episode where half of it is the fight scene? Well, that's you could have had a slightly shorter fight scene and then had a better emotional build. You know, Chris, you were saying you think that this is going to be the best TOS bonding scene acting in general acting scene I mean I think you're failing to recognize the great camping scene from Star Trek 5 with the marshmallows sing kumbaya and row row oh row that's right your boat I forgot that it was row row I don't remember this when I used to go to uh, Star Trek conventions as a kid evidently Jet Puff or something had a promotion where you could send in yep I've seen I've order. seen articles about it, and they you could buy them some you know because people would like secondhand, but they sold Jet Puff sold marshmallow dispensers like the marshmallow dispenser that Spock uses in Star Trek Five. Yes, Ooh. except it had one? a big Star Trek like Five sticker on. They were very expensive because there's like a very limited yeah. thing. We need to get our hands on one. We should. Mm. I think that needs. It to looks end. like it's just a tube that you jam marshmallows. It in is. It doesn't work very it. well. Yeah. It, Whatever. Like, I don't um, know why you'd ever need a marshmallow dispenser. You wouldn't. And I don't also, even know why you need a Pez. By dispenser. all accounts, the... can we be honest here? Pez don't do not need to be dispensed or, yeah, or eaten. It's part ever. of the toy. I'm fine with Pez. I think Pez are tasty. Well, by, by all accounts, too, the uh, the fi- people like, wouldn't buy Pez. Pez dispensers the are nice, collectible. You know, Sorry, kitsch, kitsch, That's kitsch things. You know, they're fine. I, 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 you know, I have thousands of them. But here's the thing. He does. His parents give them like several every year. Oh, oh yeah. okay. I, I wasn't of, sure I if that was a joke. A lot of Pez dispensers. Okay. But I don't think I've ever like maybe once in my life I put Pez in a Pez dispenser and was like, oh, that's neat. It comes out of the neck. <laughs> that's the, how. That's how food. Wait, comes you out. don't do that. If you're gonna bother with Pez, you gotta use the I dispenser. Just eat the fucking. It's just fucking the thing is, sugar candy. We don't really bother jam with it in Pez. my mouth. Yeah, Pez is disgusting. That's the thing. Pez is not. No, Pez is tasty. It's Pez just, is just like compressed sugar Pez with is not children's cough syrup mixed in. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It does. It tastes like fucking chewable aspirin. Put that, I don't want put that, that shit in a flaming mouth. mouth. <laughs> Maybe I'm just weird. I like. Well, you're definitely weird. I know that. That right, has nothing sh- to do with Pez. I'm going to change tracks Isn't a little bit. Pez the Jake. comes from a German right. word that means this peppermint. This is still happening. And I the original that. Pez was peppermint. We talked about this uh, a few episodes ago. Didn't we talk about this? Because well, I think we might have talked about this in the about... car. I don't think oh, that was, was it on the, the show. Oh, was in the car? I was going to say, because I remember talking about Cola Pez and needing to get some Cola Pez, which I still need to do. Yeah, do it. But yeah. We're going to cut all that. The prison scene. But Basically. you know, it's, it's really interesting. Any it's, any other show, it would have just been a full out sex scene. Doctor, but I, mean, it, I have got my soap. Would you mind picking it up? <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> but no, it's a really it's a fantastic scene. It just, I just wish it was in a better episode. Yeah, I feel I, like I feel like if they dropped a lot of the shit from this episode, it would it would have been a, a big like highlight. Well, I mean, if you, I think we're starting to say this in the introduction, even or maybe five minutes ago, I've lost track. If it had even just been. You know, oh wow, this is an empire that's quite similar to our Rome mm-hmm. without it having been parallel development yep. exactly. Sure. If there'd been a sort of Christianity like religion that was starting to flower, still unnecessary and fucking stupid, yep. but okay. It's better than literally Jesus and liter- in literal and, Rome. And literally Jupiter 
and in... literally all this fucking shit. Yeah, but like, that's the thing. I think that having the Roman gods, which are based on the Greek gods, makes sense if you assume. I don't think we can assume that. I think we. Have I think to when you assume, assume that. that, you're making an ass out of Apollo. Well, no, but here's the thing: we have to assume that it was them because why? How else would they have those gods? Well, here's well, the question: if it was though. them, they should have fucking said Does so. Does this mean Jesus is an alien bouncing around the universe yes. too? That's what the f- that yeah, exactly after. Here's the thing. After Jesus moved to North America, yep, yep. he went out to space with his Native American wife. Yep. And is they this went, part of Mormonism? This is this is this is LDS stuff, yeah. And they landed on this planet, whatever Roma or whatever. Fucking Pizza Roma. Little Italy. And <laughs> that'd be great if they went to a planet it was like Italian stereotypes. That was we had that. That was <laughs> yeah, the, gangster the gangster planet. planet. No, I'm not I'm like real Italian stereotypes. <laughs> There was a planet where they accidentally left behind an NES and yes. uh, some Super Mario. Yeah. Mario yeah. does not talk until Super Mario 64. Fine, they leave behind copies of Super Mario Super Sorry, Show. that's what I meant. I meant, uh, excuse me, but mm-hmm. Mario's voice was not... Yeah, it was quite observant of you. <laughs> um, um. <laughs> the other thing, too, that I find is like, and maybe this even would have made pseudo-Roman tolerable, is the fact that, so you've got parallel development Rome. We've already got the Romulans. How many space Romes are there? <laughs> An infinite number. Fucking clearly. Very I'm actually starting to really like the fucking Apollo episode. Because it makes this that, one make sense. What was that one called? What was that uh, one called? Uh, Adonis. Adonis. Yeah, Adonis. Adonis. Yeah, I'm really starting to like that episode because it explains so much. It explains <laughs> this episode. Yeah. And it explains the Romulans. Okay. Right? Sure. Because the Romulans are so Romy because yeah. they learn the shit from, from Apollo. Yeah. So I think I'm, I'm... Oh my God. Apollo and his people, they were the same ones as fucking... Fear gone in his buddies. That's right. Because he, he did talk about how his others had vaguely gone somewhere. Mm-hmm. Had distributed themselves among the winds. Which it kind of sounds like what Sargon. Sargon and his wife did at the end. They just, yeah, exactly. That's what, It's all been them the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ties everything That's together. That's what I think, yeah. Sargon, they stayed seated all over this planet. Oh, God, yeah. not seed again. They seeded this planet. Apollo showed up, guzzled the seed, and... <laughs> And you know what? Those fucking people from the chase are just liars. They just made this shit up. Prove them. They're trying prove, to take credit them, for yeah. Zargon's work yeah. and Apollo's, you know. There we go. Seed. Seeds. There we go. Oof. I think I think we know. Ex- we have just fixed we TOS. We have solved Star Trek. Speaking of spreading seeds. This was still seeds. a terrible episode. Speaking of spreading seeds, can we talk about uh, the hot wench? Dru- Dru- Drusilla? Drusilla. Isn't that one of Cinderella's sisters? I yeah, think, uh, maybe. Something like that. Mm. She had a, a sexy little gold half bikini. I hated that outfit. Oh, I loved it. I liked it. Oh, it was I so was ugly. Driven to distraction by it. <laughs> Is it? I just Drus- like the cut of it. See, that thing that bothered me. Really? Mother? I have no. I don't know. Oh, maybe. I don't know why Roman history that well. Uh, or his sister. Maybe his sister. His father was Drusus. I don't know. Anyway. Nah. 
Yeah. Unimportant. I'm trying to remember Iquad is in a while. Well, we'll watch it again later. But yeah, no, I like I honestly found the cut distracting. <clears throat> I was too busy going, what's going on there to notice anything else. Yeah, yeah. I was also too busy thinking what's going on there. <laughs> Different what's going Kirk, on there. Kirk figured out what's going on there, even though he claimed he wasn't going to. Yeah, no, he wow. Well that was the funny part too. When he first kind of walks in, there's a moment where he kind of glances, almost basically looks into the camera. And you feel like Kirk's expression is like, is this really happening? Because I'm gonna totally go for it. I don't know. I was I was uncomfortable with a lot of it because you know she's Marcus's uh, slave. Slave. Yeah. He's had his way with her. Does He's Kirk want to get in that? Kirk has more STDs than anyone else on this show. Yeah. He That's cannot. There is nothing else he can get. Wait, isn't that an episode later? What? Where he gives somebody an STD so that they'll <laughs> give somebody else the same STD? Isn't that literally the plot of the overpopulation episode? They kidnap him so he can give them his STDs so they'll start dying? What? Stop. Are you kidding? No. I don't. Are you I sure you're not thinking them. about the Mr. Burns episode of Simpsons? Are you sure you're not thinking of Futurama or something? I might be misremembering. We'll get to it next season. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, sorry. Tangent. Uh, yeah, no, he has nothing to be afraid of. There, there's nothing they can give him he hasn't had. He's got more venereal disease but in his left still. nut than all of Rome. But, you know, I know this is, a real, this, this is a pretty sexist line of thinking here. What's that? The, you know, the used woman idea. I just I just think that, that Claudius is fucking weird. I hope, but here's my thing, right? Is it really ethical for Kirk to have sex with a slave woman? It's no. Not, no. Commanded no. to have it's sex It's basically with rape, actually. It, I think it's exactly rape. Yeah. Yeah, there's that. Well, it's no, got dark. No power to consent or not consent because she's not got that right. Yeah. And she's never even really, let's be honest, been taught what consent is. They were talking about the rights of the slaves a, a little bit in this episode, and it got weird. I mean, basically... They're like, the slaves kept getting more and more rights until they felt comfortable with it, which is why their whole bread and circuses line comes in, because it's satisfying the base needs of the people so they don't fucking revolt. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like essentially they got health care and a pension. Yeah. That was the big thing. That, you know, bread that, and elephants. Yeah. Roman slaves are a lot different... Yeah. Than what we think of slaves, which is like African Mm. slaves in the U.S. They were a class of people, and they did have certain rights and things. Yeah, yeah. And yet their costumes had little little chain insignias on them, which was strange. Very very Bioshock. Yeah, even was, even when actually. they go into into hiding in the caves, they're like, we're going to keep wearing these. Were, like I was saying, they were what do you really think, they took a lot of time jammies. to pack when they left? I mean, uh, well, they could, they're well, escaped they could slaves. mend uh, them into something else. It was actually, it was like that, it's like that or, scene in... Uh, oh, it's just because they're slaves? Obviously, they're thieves. Nice, Ames. Nice. It's like it's, it's like that scene in Star Trek Beyond. We, Although we just, they did the, the, the thighs look nice. Where, where no, no, he, was the only, he was the only one in shorts, and you actually answered the question for me. Because... All the other motherfuckers had long pants. And I'm like, why is he in fucking shorts? <laughs> Everybody else was in pants. He's in shorts. And I'm like, what the fuck? But that's why. Because of them thunder thighs, yo. Mm-hmm. So thank you for answering that question. See, I, I was really fucking bothered. Not gonna lie, him. I did not notice his thighs. What? Go I, back. Watch I it also again. actually didn't. Caitlin, go back. Watch it again. I will. Flavius's thighs are, are worth the rest of the episode. It was between his thighs and McCoy and Spock made this okay. Whatever happened to uh, Septilius? Septimus. Septimus. He just keeps living in his Probably, uh, that, 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 He's teaching a young woman in England this, something. They introduce <laughs> this character and make it seem like he's going to be an important the part of the is, episode. And then he turns out to not really be that important. It feels important. like the episode ran out of time. Yeah. There's no the, the, real... The gladiator scene was so long that... Well, it's like the, the ending, like everything else aside, the ending sucks not just because it's 
fucking stupid, but because it just ends. Yeah. Like, beam we're up. Beamed away, Oh, bye. I guess we're, that's that's that. No more yeah. down. Like, I guess I guess Claudius is in charge now because yeah. he killed Maricus. No more. So good no luck, everybody. Come up into the bad guy. We don't really know what happened. We're Basically, we're supposed to take assurance like, oh, Christianity's going to show up and spread and everything's going to be fine. But fuck you, episode. Fuck you and your fucking conclusion. Yeah, we know the the thing is we know the Roman Empire fucking thrived in in this world, and the Romans didn't always get along with the Christians. So, Mm. well, plus I mean, like this just—it's so fucking poorly thought out, right? Are there Jews on this planet? There must be. It's there have to be if you wind up with Jesus. Are the children of the sun the Jews? Well, because I mean, well, Jesus was the son of the Christians. Jesus was a Jew. Jesus would have been. He was the. Messiah of the this. Jewish people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Rome, Rome had a complicated relationship with Judea. My understanding is vague, but they were never really formally conquered per se. They were sort of the the treaties they had made them sort of a, a, a client state yeah, they were or something. A state. So, like Rome was in charge, but they had a lot more autonomy, say, than certain other parts well, they of had the a empire. King. Yeah. Yeah, and Herod. Yeah, and it, it, like it gets it, it, like you don't have the story of Christianity without the Jewish people, mm-hmm. and it's unclear what if any like did Rome f- say fuck it and kill all the Jews at some point in this version of their society that Jesus didn't Christ. fall. Well, there were again there were times when the Romans got very mad at the Jews. Well, they also are. Well, they would have already had Roman Hitler by this time. True, <laughs> but so I mean, like, how does that work? Do they ever get Jesus Christ Superstar the musical? Probably they hope so. They have TV. They have to do something about that. About, you know, but, their ratings. But all of their TV is, fucking just, is just shitty fucking... Gladiator shit. Gladiator Then the news. You ever watch movies about gladiators? Yes. Seen a grown man naked? Second time we've quoted that now. Jake loves Gladiator. That's a Gladiator is such a fucking good movie. <laughs> we definitely also talked about... You said that! <laughs> That's the only thing... I swear, this isn't a clip show, listeners. We're just... We have the same stories over and over. You know what um, we should yeah, do? That's... You know what we should do? I just... You know, I'm going to say this now just so, I, just so we don't forget later. Okay. But when we get to the actual TNG clip show, Shades of Grey, mm-hmm. we should actually do, do a, clip show? a clip show of our show. <laughs> but not a real clip show. We'll just reenact shit that we've done before. <laughs> so we'll just do a normal episode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's be rehashing Can you please all... rehash the pizza rant? Yes, exactly. Well, that, or or we, there was also um, what was it, like the second episode of Clerks the Cartoon was a clip show. Deadly yeah. Metabo virus. And they had actually some actual clips, but then they also just started making stuff up. I remember sale. that. Hmm. Anywho, what the fuck? One of us was saying something. Was it you or you? Uh, you were talking I'm... about Rome killing all the Jews. Yeah. And shit got... Right, that. we don't know where the Jewish people are in this world. How does... I mean, look at how many scientific advancements in the West came from the Ottomans keeping shit going as Europe fell apart. Did all this shit just get invented by Europeans now or Romans now? I mean, just, just, you can't have parallel development! It's a different continent system. It doesn't make sense. It's stupid, and I hate it so much. I know yeah, that. It's pretty bad. It's, it's yeah, exactly. It's It's bad. You Not know, as I, bad as Star Wars Episode Two, okay, that's which is the bad. worst that's fucking. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Star Trek. Wait, I think, I think Ames has something to talk about, which hopefully isn't a tangent. No, no, this is this is a thing that a lot of like, the critics are like that I've read, you know, talk about this episode. They love the meta aspect of it, the TV aspect, the you know, slide the ratings up and down, or, or slide the you know the volumes up and up and down of the booze and whatever, and that everything is about ratings. I. 
didn't like it. Well, plus, I thought it was unnecessary. The problem is that anyone who's obsessed with that is an idiot. Because that wasn't the focus of the episode. That was the focus of like a couple of scenes. And yeah, I but, admit, it was, but it was such great commentary about where t- where you know Star Trek was at the time because their ratings had been such a problem recently. Well, yeah, and I, I agree, and that probably played a little bit into having that plot because possibly one of the big critiques, one of the reasons why the network kept trying to cancel Star Trek was because it was too cerebral. And mm. that, that it was too smart and that it wasn't, you know, going to draw the types of audience they wanted. So and, they made the dumbest episode they could? Well, well, sure, but that's what happened. But, you know, they were, the networks were, would have been more interested, perhaps, in playing, you know, Western shows or things with action and fighting and gladiator fights, perhaps. You know, I did notice that Gene Roddenberry had a major writing credit on this one, which he doesn't always have. So what you're saying is this was just a big fuck you from him to the networks. Yeah, it's like, oh, you really you want gladiator fights? Well, here's some fucking here's gladiator fights. Here's a literal fights. gladiator fight, and also because I feel like, we've talked about this before, I feel like anything that seems religious feels like it was forced by the network. Here's Jesus right literally, in your face. Literally Jesus. I, I, Space I, Jesus. Yeah. Um, Parallel development. They called it the... Um, Hodgkin's Law of Parallel Planet Development, in case you need that. I don't. No one does. So what was, uh, what was fucking Scotty doing on the oh, ship? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was like, this is, le- lesson the first from this episode is, don't leave Scotty in charge I of the ship. I thought we'd learned this already. If with la- all the other times. If everybody else important is down there, who are you going to leave in charge? DeSalle! DeSalle. Where's DeSalle? DeSalle's oh, good yeah. at this. Leave He's Uhura in charge. He's like, probably the one You that's... could see with, like, when Scotty hatched his plan to do the blackout thing, like, you could see Uhura sitting in the background like, what the fuck are you Scotty's line about? was my favorite. Scotty had a line. He said, no order can stop me from frightening them. Yeah. That, I kind of did. Like, like, Uhura's <laughs> like, what are you going to do? Jump out of a closet and go boom? <laughs> <laughs> If he's wearing his kilt, maybe. Oh, he yeah. could do that disappearing, <laughs> disappearing finger oh. trick, you know? Oh, and then actually not have a finger. I bet he'd scare the shit out of them. He would be good at that. The Roman oh, children? God bless him. Sorry, James Dewan. That, I, I know, I know, I'm wondering if he actually did that. Probably. <laughs> oh my I, god. I, he would have one of those trick fingers and be like, Ah! <laughs> Awesome. And then oh, when kids are like, I know you just get your finger bent down, he'd be like, no, I don't. Wait, he's not actually Scottish. No, I don't. Oh, fuck. He's not actually Scottish. <laughs> That's how good his accent was. <laughs> you mistook him for an actual Scottish. I often forget that Walter Koenig isn't really... Re- <laughs> <laughs> nope. I can't I mean, say I it. think I've said this on the show before, but it is always weird seeing him in an interview using his real voice. Well, when I was, I was actually doing? I was really listening... Either. To M5 specifically, because I knew it was Dewan's voice. And I'm like, he just sounds like a guy. What the fuck? This, I can't even hear it in, in, yeah, in no, here, no. though. He doesn't in sound like a voice. fucking cartoon character anymore. Yeah, no, it's weird. Like, all the stuff with Scotty felt like filler. Which, again, considering yeah. he had that, like, 38-minute-long gladiator fight. I like the gladiator fight. I, I would have no, liked it if it was, it was good. quicker. choreography. It and then they threw it to like, Kelly around like Yeah, they did. It, it's probably the it biggest fight scene he'll ever have. But, like... There were times, at least in the HD version, where it was very evident that, that they had replaced DeForest Kelly with a stunt double. Oh, God. Aww. There was a moment, even in our version, where you could it was so blatantly, obviously not Nimoy in a wide shot. Yeah. Like, the wig was shit. 
Yeah. That's what the show is. They had wigs. It was because it was Walter Koenig's wig. They dyed it, it black was, and repurposed it. It was just Walter Koenig because yeah. he was bored. Yeah. And because he's expendable. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> you know what annoyed me at the beginning of this episode, too? What's that? Fucking Spock has a hat on, and what's the first thing the guy does? Take off the fucking hat! He did! Well, see, but this time, like I said, this time it made some sense because he could see his eyebrows. And he could be like... What the fuck is up with this guy's head? Oh, all sorts of things are up with this guy's head. I and guess. They're not like, oh, you're an alien. It's like, oh, you're, you're a, a barbarian. You're a barbarian. I did like the cop uniforms. They were very, you know, a very good, like. I did like that they weren't. Chips ass. Chips with the, with was, the motorcycle was, helmets. Yeah, it was like, it was sort of like, here's sort of a fascist look without going full Nazi. Yeah, for, mm. for Romans, the fact that it wasn't like everybody always in togas, like on Apollo planet. Yeah, that was. It was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, granted, yes, I get that in the televised segments they're going to go full gladiator but that was on purpose that was to evoke their glorious past entertainment and ratings ratings I'm surprised they don't film the fights in front of a live studio audience yeah you'd think they would Uh, for that you'd need a bigger arena you'd need Mm. to pay for extras but I mean if it's like the top rated show if it's like a big fucking deal is watching the gladiator fights then you'd think that they like running man yeah, they would have a you know they'd have the play at home game and you know yeah, it's true. Be like you can WWF call, you can call or... in to vote on who you think. I, I kind of I felt like something right? like that was going to happen because they did at one point keep referring to something as like your show, and I was waiting for there to be like a a phone in thumbs line up for or thumbs, thumbs up, down. thumbs down, yeah. but that never materialized. There's so many things that like Joaquin Phoenix did. Yes, Gladiator. Gladiator. You love Gladiator. There's great just movie. Queer giraffes. He's There's such so a many... creep in that movie too. It's great. Queer giraffes. I think Caitlin said both times. There are Gladiator. queer giraffes. Well, they might not be queer. They might just be lazy. But in Gladiator, this person buys giraffes and they won't mate. And he's like, "You sold me queer giraffes." Oh, I think we watched Gladiator. I've never seen Gladiator. What? Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Oh. <laughs> so this episode had some highlights, but was ultimately garbage for me. What about anyone else? Yeah, I, I stand by my original statement that it had a potential to be yeah. an interesting episode, but squandered on a dumb, dumb, so dumb plot mm-hmm. and dumb premise with the goddamn parallel development because yeah. it's just, it invites you, it just, for all the reasons that have already been stated, fuck it. Yeah. Well, so you just said it could have been an interesting episode. I think it was an interesting episode. I don't think it was a good episode. I stand Fair by enough. that. Yeah, I, if that if they had fixed if if some of the stupid elements had been fixed, it would it would have been fine. If they'd drawn out, not necessarily drawn out, but you know, if we, we'd seen more of the the character arcs, like the beautiful prison scene. Mm. Oh, that prison scene! So so good. what you're saying is this episode was kind of like M five. They haven't quite worked out all the kinks. <laughs> what is going on? M- M- M5 Bondage. for me was a much better episode. Like I, I didn't have much to say about it, unfortunately. Yeah, I but it, I, I found it more a little bit bland. It just it. I feel like it was paced a little poorly, and that sort of deflated it. And I do think it would have been fun to see Daystrom go a little more fruit bat nutty, but I still, I felt like he, it was telegraphed. Like I could tell he was going to be nuts. So. And I feel like you claimed it early, too. Well, once I realized it wasn't going to be the Commodore that was insane, it had to be Daystrom. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a shocking thing where there's a non-insane Commodore. Well, oh, fuck. I meant to talk about that. What? The whole thing Ooh. where he's like, oh, Kirk's fucking with us. What the fuck? Yeah. It's like, why is that? Sorry, now we've gone all around. But, like, why? 
Why is that your first conclusion? Well, here's the thing. It turns out when Commodores aren't insane or corrupt, they're just kind of dumb. Because hmm. there was a non-corrupt Commodore before in the deadly years, that idiot that had them go into the neutral zone. So that's what it is. If you're not corrupt or evil, you're well-meaning but kind of stupid. Well, here's the thing. I, th I also feel though like the Commodore probably assumed that there was no way that they could have lost control of the M5. That mm -hmm. like if if, 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 it's, if it's Daystrom's computer, it's like, Daystrom. Like if it stopped if it stopped working properly or went haywire, they would have just shut it off. So it probably never occurred to him. He's like, shit. You know, his thing is probably. Okay, the M5 is clearly firing on us with live ammunition, so Kirk should have shut it off by now. What the fuck is Kirk doing? Why hasn't he shut the M5 off? Oh, God, oh, man, Kirk... Is he mad because I called him a dunzel? <clears throat> no. Kirk's, Kirk snapped because he knows he's going to be replaced by that amazing computer. And, I mean, look at how often Starfleet, high-ranking Starfleet personnel go insane. It's actually not that big of a leap. That's true. Right. That's probably, that's probably like, <laughs> they, oh, Kirk's got space madness. Well, it happens eventually. I was hoping he'd make it to at least Admiral first. Oh, well, fine. I sit corrected. Well, I, I agreed with you at the time. We had to spitball this as a group to realize here's why it makes sense. So I like your uh, conclusion. Yeah. I'll um, sleep better tonight for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> any, any final thoughts from anyone on either episode? Since I feel like we did kind of sell M5 a little short. I, I, think don't, we were, I don't think... We were all very eager, I think, to just... Sell you Ron Popeil products. talked about M5 for a long time. There was, we talked about inventions for a long time. Yeah, we talked about Ron Popeil for a while. That's true. Shit, now I have to keep that in. Oh, well, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> that was a great conversation. What do you mean you have to keep it in? You had to keep it in to begin with. If you take out that Ron Popeil shit, I swear to God. Yeah, we're, we're done. The I'm going to shove a fucking over. pocket fisherman up Six your ass. star, 20-piece cutlery set. <laughs> <laughs> Not again. The Showtime Rotisserie. <laughs> the Solid Flavor Injector. Oh my God, the, I forgot about the, the Solid Flavor GLH9 Injector. The Hair in a Can. <laughs> drain Buster, the Smokeless Ashtray. I forgot about the Smokeless Ashtray. Electric Food Dehydrator, hmm. Ronco Popeil Automatic Pasta Maker, Ooh. Ronco, I think uh, I think I know someone who has that, by the way, the Ronco Rhinestone Stud Setter. What? Yeah. We could bedazzle shit. I was like, did he rip off the bedazzler or did the bedazzler rip off him? I Certainly one of those is true. Uh, the Cap Snaffler bottle opener. Stop, stop. That's just some Dr. Seuss shit it right there. It snaffles caps off any jug, bottle, or jar, snaffles. and it really, really works. It really snaffles, everyone. I said that about everything. Ooh, Ronco's main rival is Ktel. He has a rival? Evidently. Well, guess what, Ktel? I've never heard of you. Ktel, so. uh, this is from Wikipedia. Ktel International is the original as seen on TV company. What? Whoa. Yeah. Oh, Chris, this. take us out of the episode. Well, with many a tangent behind us, this has been episode 28 Ooh. of A Star to Steer Her By. Thank you. Wait, I didn't talk about a thing I wanted to talk about. Whoa, whoa. Which we episode, almost made it to the credits. Which episode had the better neck pinch face? I didn't check. Bread and circuses, definitely. Because there's the, that was the thing I know. Like, so at first I was like, holy shit, Daystrom just made the best neck pinch face Ever. No, it's definitely you the guy in Bread But then the guy in Bread and Circuses gets neck pinched. What we've got to do, we've got to get a side-by-side -side shot. And we take do. votes. And put it on Facebook. Take there votes from the readers. Do a, do a, listeners. Do a, do a poll. Yeah. yeah. All, a Ron Paul Peel. Ooh. <laughs> all, all, all four of the people that regularly comment on our stuff will vote. I don't care okay well, if there's three Well, if there's three people, there cannot be a tie. I said four. Oh, I thought you said three. I'll vote. Fair enough. 
I won't. So, <laughs> with that in mind, this has been episode 28 Woo. of A Star to Steer Her By. Thank you very much for joining us. Next week, we have Assignment Earth and Spock's Brain. Season 3. Season 3. It's going to be fun. A long home stretch. These are almost out of TOS. Yeah, how bizarre. Two-thirds out of... Wow. So... As always, uh, do please find and like our Facebook page, Stardust Dear Hereby. We are on Tumblr and Twitter as SSHB Podcast. And do please subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting application. For a Stardust Dear Hereby, this has been Chris. This has been Ames. This has been Caitlin. And this is always Jake. Thank you for listening. Be sure to tip your yeoman. Wah, wah. <laughs> I like the wah, wah. Oh, I have watched Gladiator. I've never seen Gladiator. What? Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Oh. Yeah! I said what, and I realized it sounded like Little John. <laughs> so I feel like I had to say yeah. I don't understand <laughs> that at all. I think he's a rapper, not the Robin Hood guy. Yeah, Little John. Oh, goes, not the Robin what? Hood Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I also feel like it was a little Guy Fieri. For some reason. Ooh. Guy Fieri? Fieri. That's how he says say his it? name because he Does thinks he really? he's Italian. His he's name terrible. isn't even really Fieri. It's like something else. <laughs> it's like... His name's not even Pesto. It's Poplovovich. What? Bob's Burgers. <laughs> oh. Anyway. Oh, Sorry, we're really... We're on... Oh, even I'm you're doing it. I, I know. This is bad. I'm getting it. I'm getting the disease. It's like the space madness. You're next, Ames. No. You're all that's left. You're going to have to use your love of your ship to gonna, snap yourself out I'm of gonna it. I'm going to put myself in a bubble. What? <laughs> <laughs>